cowboy show We'll drink and dance, there's no place else to go We'll stay out all night long, we'll toast the break of dawn Hell, later, let's go to the Motel Cowboy Show Back for another episode of Behind the Blind. Thanks for checking it out on the Heartland Waterfowl YouTube channel and now released on Spotify. Yes, you can catch us in two different locations. So we're back. Great day. What mm. a great day. Banger. Oh, my gosh. Banger. Uh, we thought that there wasn't going to be a new win. We had the win. We didn't think we were going to have the fog. We had the fog, but it didn't matter because... We shot nearly 30 birds today. We had windy fog, which never happens. <laughs> I know. It's cool when it we, does. Usually, if you have a foggy day, that means there's absolutely zero wind. But right. thankfully, this morning, we had a foggy wind, we which had very nice. We had the perfect amount of fog. Mm-hmm. It was heavy at first, right? Right yeah. before shooting time, I was a little nervous. But 20, 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. which obviously those birds delayed their normal flight time. For right? sure. Pushed it back a little bit, and that fog cleared just enough to hide us even more mm-hmm. you know than we were at the rock pile but just i mean they had no clue we were they had no clue no clue <laughs> yeah no clue we had yeah. a great hide my biggest fear with the with the fog was in my our experience in doing this you know when it's foggy sometimes they come in ninja mode like mm-hmm. they don't talk and then all of mm-hmm. a sudden bam, especially right this time there. of year especially this time of year they and what do we noise. yeah and what do we do when we're you know there's no oh, we're all hanging, out, oh, hanging outside the blinds uh, of course right. so we get caught and boom the there they are right we got to do this because um, we got a new guest now to Behind the Blind, Cole Hill. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Ladies and gentlemen, good. Cole Appreciate Hill. Appreciate it. Just yeah. glad to see you guys Hailing back in North Fargo. Dakota and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> he still lives in his mom's basement and he is single, ladies. Hey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hashtag guide life. Yeah. What, what's your Tinder uh, handle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mustache. Yeah. So we kind of talked about this last night, but... we talked about this a little bit last night but basically you guys guide together with central dakota lodge that's how you guys met right that's true so i met cody back in uh high school days right at the end of it and between there and college and i had an opening there and said let's go for it and then met joe in the process and just came then you met you us, guys, yep. and then became friends, and now it's family. And yep, mm-hmm. that's how the hunting circle works, though. It's so big, but yeah. it's really small, especially when you get in with the right that's, clicks. It's, yep. it's a really good point. <laughs> Very good point. Like everybody always talks about little clicks in the hunting communities, and waterfowling is a pretty, you know, pretty tight click. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has their own little circles, little groups, and uh, you know, when you when you really find one that you mesh with, you know, it's just like how have we not known each other our whole lives? Mm-hmm. You know, like. Just you become. I can't not. I can't count the amount of people that I consider friends in my life that I've met just from waterfowl hunting. Yep. Not just, not just hunting in general, but specifically just waterfowl hunting. Well, think about some of your best friends in Texas was because of clients that you had at CDL, and now right. you moved to Texas. Right. You've created a career down there from that. Right. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Well, one of the unique things with Cole is he gets to see it all, right? Yeah, I was going to ask about that. He, he starts in North Dakota, mm-hmm. goes to Oklahoma, and then goes down to Arkansas for the spring, and then back up to South Dakota, follows it back up in the spring. So you get to literally see it all. Yep. <laughs> rough <laughs> yeah. rough yeah. life he yeah. lives. <laughs> yeah, it is working every day, though, but when it doesn't feel like a job and getting up, I mean, there definitely is those days where you get up and you're like, man, I really have to do this today. But yeah, for the most part, it's not like a nine-to-five job. And it's just, I don't know. So you, you learn a lot more hunting every single day. Sure. 
And you get to hunt in every single scenario. Weather-wise, anything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been guiding in Oklahoma and Arkansas? So this was my first spring in Arkansas, but I've known all those guys for at least, I mean, some of them known for a year, some of them I've known for seven years. So who is it that you're working for down there? So I work for Snow Addictions Guide Service, Okay. owned by Adam Mertz and Jonathan Olson. And then in Oklahoma? Uh, Colt Talley runs it. Um, me and another buddy, Casey Springer, who have been good Shout friends since Dinger. high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've been good friends since high school, and he started there, and then just another position opened up, and yeah, so we run about just shy of 60 days down there, and then this will be my fourth season at Central Dakota Lodge. Right. Which is crazy. I mean, I went to college, got my four-year degree, and... You know, I'm just, I'm a manual labor kind of what guy. A waste, what a waste that was. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't a waste. It was expensive, but don't, I had met some of the best friends of my life there and had countless memories with every aspect of college. Ronnie said he'll take care of your student loans. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you work hard, that. you can get those paid off quick. And luckily enough, I was able <laughs> to do that. But you're originally so. from North Dakota, obviously, yep, right? Yep I, grew up in, yep. I grew up in Fargo. Um, my dad was originally from Fargo as well. And then my mom grew up in Mandan. So I have a lot of cousins out west here. So when I met Cody and the rest of the Bismarck crowd, it's just you start making all these connections sure. and you Networking. just cross-reference all the time. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Are we cousins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I you swear sure? you're my third cousin. <laughs> That's where I saw you at a family reunion like 2006. So being from North Dakota, and we're going to get into today's hunt, by the way, but I wanted to just make sure that we did a, you know our due diligence to you know interview our guest. Um, you're obviously from North Dakota, but you're hunting in Oklahoma and you're hunting in Arkansas. Do you have a preference on being that you're from North Dakota? That is this your favorite, or have you kind of opened up your mind to yeah your favorite outside of North Dakota? I mean, honkers have always been my passion. Snow geese, <laughs> Snow geese have definitely uh, <laughs> stepped it up, but Oklahoma lesser hunting is it's hard to beat that. You don't get to hunt lessers like that in North Dakota. They always blow through so fast, and you don't find them in those sides of feeds, and they do not cooperate like that because Oklahoma, Kansas, that's wintering grounds for them. Texas. So when they're down there, they're down there to feed. They're down there to play. Vulnerable. And there's a lot of really big shoots that come out of that. Yeah. No doubt. You guys a lot of, run a lot of guns, like big groups when you're down south. Yeah, usually our minimum is about six to eight. But we we try to keep it around that 10 mark. That way oh, we're I safe. thought you were even running bigger groups than that. No, not nope. in Oklahoma, no. We keep okay. it pretty small around then. In Arkansas, though? Yeah, I mean, we try to keep it, but, you know, it's a, it's a numbers <laughs> game. Everyone just wants to when be a part I of that. When I hear these clips that you show me on your phone when those big snow group snow goose groups come in, like yeah. it sounds like there's 25 guns yeah. going on. But, I mean, 10 guns at 13-round extension. No, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. 130 that's rounds going yeah. off in about four seconds. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it from a ways away. So we're going to get into what we got set up for tomorrow. Also, we're going to show here in a second some of the clips that happened from today. Um, I also wanted to take a moment to remind you to make sure that you subscribe and follow if you're watching on Spotify or the Heartland Waterfowl YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. We're doing a promotion right now where you could win a pair of Vortex Optics, the Diamondback 10x42 binoculars. We're going to be giving that away at the end of this trip. But you got to comment on each of these videos, whether it's our hunt recaps or behind the blind. Make sure you comment on those and let us know what you think. And uh, here in the next couple of days, we'll draw a winner. But you won't know if you win if you don't keep come, keep checking back. So make sure you do that. So um, before we get into what we're going to do tomorrow, let's see some of the clips from today. Because it was, I mean, I think of all the groups that came in, there was only three or four birds that even got out. That actually committed to our spread. Yeah, run, run like that six or eight pack that we mopped up real good. This is the first one of the day. First oh, yeah, one? first oh, yeah, one. Yeah. 
Look how foggy it still was, though. Kill front right. <laughs> Did you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you could see there, like in that first clip, I mean, that was, I mean, that was what, 730. It was still yeah, pretty it, dense fog. It, it took him a little right. bit to fly this For morning, sure. obviously. But For sure. Yeah. And then we screwed the pooch because we were picking birds up and that next group was right behind them. Yeah. yeah. Back, like back to back. Yeah. Yeah. We got caught with our pants down. Some of us were still out of the blind, but like the fog and even the wind that we had and even the hide we had. I mean, I was standing outside the blind, and they just still came right through us. Show that clip. Yeah. Show that. Uh, hard left. Oh, yeah, here they come. Mm-hmm. Get it, boys. Done. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Party pack. No doubt. No doubt. It's so show the uh, show the over the shoulder when I was standing outside the blind. Oh yeah, that was a good one when we shot those three out the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, it was definitely out the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We were pretty excited about that one. That was fun. Usually, like, it's crazy. You just gotta have. I, the fog really helped. Obviously, they had no clue we were there. They really couldn't see us, you know, so. But how many times have you been screwed over by the fog? Oh, shoot, it's dude. I hate fog. Yeah. I really do. When the fog screwed us last year. We were talking. Yeah, it did. It, it, it screwed it us last year. I, I can't tell you how many times. And, you know, you get the 100% humidity nights, and you're like, eh. And the no wind. But like we said yeah. this morning, fortunately, that you know that wind stayed up all night last night, even through early this morning. And even though that fog was still hanging around, like we still had a pretty good breeze. Dude. Oh, for sure. Like which never happens, right? Yeah, it helped push it off for yeah. sure. And then obviously those birds started funneling out as soon as it cleared more and more. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the more and more it cleared, we still had our cover, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this might seem like a really dumb question or elementary question, but you know because it's early season geese. I mean, let's face it, they're tough to kill. In the early season, you know, like the, all the uh, unpredictable. Yes, mm-hmm. that's probably the best way to put right. it. Right. So what do you think were some of the key elements that allowed us to have the success that we had today? Consistency in the feed, letting them sit, let them get comfortable. Consistency Just like that old couple that comes to the diner every yeah. single day. Sunday. They sit at the you same already, table. Yeah, you already know what the they want to order. Exactly. Yeah. And then you come in there and it's like, hey, he's I don't know pan- you. He's getting two pancakes, <laughs> eggs, and chocolate milk. You know he is. <laughs> Uh, and to the family reunion that they've been there for the last four days, you know. Yep. But also, that field was a big field, really, really big. But the way that the rolling hills can s- mm-hmm. that were around the rock pile where we set up, it yeah. really changed and made that field and the water in front. Made it feel it, f- small. Yeah, it made that field right. really small and right. condensed. That's right. a good point. Really just right. shrank it down. because We only had that one group shortstop. You knew those birds all. were going to come run through that valley right yep. there. Mm-hmm. Regardless, so... Even though they couldn't see the outskirts of it in that fog, they mm. were coming there regardless. No so, doubt. You know, even with a heavy fog, that might have worked out for us too. No when doubt. normally you would probably get skunked in a day like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, for sure. For it's sure. a love-hate game with the early season geese, though. There's just yeah. nothing you can do about it. You know, that group looks so good when you shoot a group before, feet down in the hole, then that group shorts up you at 100 for why? You don't know. They're so dumb, they're smart there sometimes. No yeah, that there group, is no why. Do you, there's no why. Dakota, do you have that clip of the... the 
the group that from the north that short stopped us? You might have to pull it, that up. It, it, He's the point, the the point being, we had we thought the majority of our birds were going to... Last night, we talked about it. We thought the majority of the birds were going to come from the north, uh-huh. right? Based on what we've been seeing. Right. And the majority of them came from the southwest. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the first group we get from the north, short sure stops. stops. <laughs> the yeah, only one all morning. Of course. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so what happens if they all came from the north, right? Because we never got mm-hmm. another group. Right. So... Right. So it, clearly, they changed the roost yep. either so at some point yesterday... Maybe even the day before, because the last two days we've seen them. They've, for the most part, they've been in the field, except for maybe like one or two. <laughs> one or two. Oh, there go. Yeah, that's the shortstop right there. You cannot be serious. The ones that came exactly. from the north did that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in this so. field in particular, too, with these rolling hills, and there was a couple sloughs out there. So when it's foggy in the morning. They might go water to water, and that's exactly what a couple mm-hmm. groups did do as yeah, well. So that's true. when they want to sit in a pond in your field downwind of you, anything comes that you're going to shoot at, you're going to blow them imagine, out of there. Imagine, though, if we would have set up on that pothole, that little slough this morning. Mm. Imagine that, if we would have set up there with a couple floaters. Dirty. And, like, when they, when they came off and saw that there was geese on that water in front of us. Yeah, that could have been dirty. Right, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I do. You remember yeah. that hunt uh, two years ago yes. when we shot them? on that little piece of sheet water hey so if you can find that real quick as we continue to talk about that that'll be two years ago um on the our vimeo page and two that morning was super foggy if you remember first thing in the morning it was super oh foggy that's right it was and it it was the only time we really ever screwed us out it, it a, a better out hunt a better sure. hunt for i mean sure. we had a great hunt we shot what 40 some odd birds that yeah, day or whatever probably the most we ever shot in it was, one single day it, it was it was 43 45 i bet we would have had 15 or 20 more if it for wasn't sure. for the fall true. for sure yeah first and only time we've ever hunted water in the early season right and it was just because it was so wet that was just a low a lying year, sheet dude. water they weren't even roosting there it was basically in between the roost and the feed the feed and the roost and and we call that a staging area. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Thank you, Joe. Oh. <laughs> I've never hunted one of those before. <laughs> I, I typically stick to roost. That's it. No. <laughs> Don't no, be that doesn't. guy. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> so what other key things do you think uh, contributed to the success? <clears throat> excuse me, success? <clears throat> well, like. Cole said about the consistency those birds are in that field, but not only that, but just the consistency in the weather. Did you get, get did you get all that out of there? No, I'm just trying to let you know that there was something else that was a key to the success. Oh, he he knows. Oh yeah. Hey, you want a little toot toot yeah. on the horn? Yeah. I want to honk honk. Okay, come on. He's training just for 2022. <laughs> He's going to make another hey, comeback tour. Hey, just just to. Toot Ronnie's horn, and this morning we're talking about flagging. Ronnie's making a point. There is about. no way they saw that flag. Yes, there was. Well, no, yes, there no, was. No, Inside no, 100. No, no. Back left shoulder, you bet they did. Inside 100. So there was one group in particular. They went out. They circled around. It looked like they were going to land on the water. We yep. hit them pretty hard on the call. Ronnie hit them pretty hard on the flag, and they circled right back around. And on a foggy morning like we had today, when they might not be able to see your decoys as well, they might have a better chance of seeing that silhouette of the flag against the skyline to where it's like, oh, yeah. And they 
they see it, but they didn't see it well enough, so they don't know if it's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You would have to be a world champion flagger to understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hold on, Joe. What did you charge Ronnie for those flagging <laughs> lessons this morning? <laughs> I told him I'd send him the invoice. <laughs> uh, but We're yeah. working a trade deal. Uh, a day like today, I, I think the flag definitely helped on a couple of our groups, for sure. On a couple. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. About it. Were you able to find that skim water um, Shot there? Okay, we're good to go. So check this out from like two years ago. Dude, that's a headache. That was dirty. Hey, clean up. That was Yeah, that was a dirty, dirty, dirty hunt. Got him again. Got him again. <laughs> nice on that, too. Nice on that. Mo Bamba. There's Millie. Meek Millie. Shout out, Meek Millie. Look how foggy it was that morning, too. Yes. But. They were coming to that little yes, cattle pond. They wanted it so bad. Before they were going into the wheat field across yep. the street. Yep. And, uh, yeah. The correct way to hunt water. Yeah. Just like that, that couple going to the diner. That's right. Nice. Where'd that one come from? See how those birds didn't decoy. And as then well. the birds didn't fly for a while, as you can see here. Right. See those birds lifted as before yep. with the fog. They were decoying really well. At that point, they're they're probably able to either pick out the camera lenses, or they're at that point they're just seeing us looking down over the top of the blind or whatever. Yeah, that was fun. That was still cool. Still cool. Still more coming, he says. All right. That was fun. Hunting. We did actually hunt long time that day, like all the way yeah, up. That was, it was like almost to lunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. well worth it. Yeah. You know, that was a fun morning. I actually would love an opportunity to do that again. Hopefully the opportunity presents itself. Something about big well, honkers over waters. Which just, y'all, I mean, y'all preach it all the time. Late yeah. season, all your all the hunts late season are honkers over water in Missouri. I mean, right. to have a chance to do that up here early season and pretty much see the same results uh it definitely speaks something to hunting them over the right water for sure exactly yep. don't forget that we're going to be giving a promo we have a promotion we're giving away those vortex optics they're the diamondback uh, uh binoculars that are 10 by 42s again comment on these videos whether it's behind the blind or the hunt recaps that we put up on the heartland waterfowl youtube channel you can also get behind the blind on um spotify joe's going to take a break I guess he's going to pull out. Cody's going to set in. There you go. We can get Cody in here. Uh, so make sure you comment on these videos and make sure you check back every single day because here in the next couple of days we're going to draw a winner and you won't know if you win if you don't check back. How are you feeling today, Cody? Tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cole, can you take that little on the back right there and unscrew? Nope, nope. The, and so he can lift his microphone up just a little bit. Were you feeling pretty good going into today's hunt, Cody? Yes. 
Oh, uh, well, before we woke up, when we woke up and we're driving there, then I didn't feel as good. Because of the fog? Because of the fog. Yeah. But obviously it worked out. Um, what about from a, the wind standpoint? You walked outside, there was a little bit of a breeze. It's always windy here. You still top heavy right there? That's right. Dakota will get you taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying to figure this out. Uh, this whole, you know, that mic's just a little top heavy. That's all right. That's all right. So anyway, go ahead and kind of give us uh, your highlights of today's hunt. My highlights? Yeah. Like, well, like you said, when we woke up, went outside, it was windy. Which we weren't expecting. Right. But I tell these guys all the time when we wake trust up. trust the weather. Well, when we wake up here, we're right by the lake, and it's always windy when we wake up. That's true. We get two miles down the road, it's dead. Good point. But it you worked what, out. You know what you always tell us, too? What? One rule. Yeah, one rule. Shut the damn door. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Keep the bugs out. A lot of bugs in yeah. North Dakota. I hate, Keep the flies I hate out. I hate bugs. No, but I was, I was nervous too this morning. That that fog always just, you, you never get a good feeling with the fog. You just <laughs> unless you're hunting snogies with a knee car, right, Ronnie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, he's got a point. Yeah. Just blast yeah. it up as loud as you go. That's Early right. season geese are already hard enough. Add fog to it. Right. I mean, right. But hey, that was fun though. That, Were you a little uh, weirded out by the fact that those birds, majority of those birds, came from our back left shoulder in the southwest than from the north? I mean, if you listen last night, I did say that some would come from behind you us. You did, but, but you I thought the majority I, would come from the north. I didn't know they were all going to come from behind us. North, right. north birds were bad birds this morning. Though. Yeah, we didn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> we showed the clip earlier, right before you got on here, of them short stopping. Yeah, and you know what happens if they all came from the north this morning. They all short stop us? They might have. <laughs> they all land on that little water right in front of us. The most bizarre place I've ever seen a goose land. But it was a little awkward. It was weird. It's like right Why would you do it like right there on the edge of the... Yeah. Exactly. First day of flying. Yeah. <laughs> well, that first bunch we did shoot this morning, I'm pretty sure I still saw some milk dripping off the one's chin. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Takes one BB losing oil pressure, can't even keep going. Well, that was the other impressive part is that Normally, <laughs> sorry, that was so funny. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Cody. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 we're, we're losing oil chain. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we had cripples running around. That's why we busted the second flock. Cripples <laughs> <laughs> running around like, oh man, let's get these things before they run into the foxtail. All right, <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Cody. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I look over at Cole towards the end of the hut. And we have a group coming in. And I look at her and I was like, shit, there's a bird. That bird took out from behind and started just r- making a beeline towards our trucks. And he just got his head down, just yep. going up over the hill. <laughs> that might have been from the first flock. He was still out Probably. There. He still had milk on his chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mommy, mommy. <laughs> what I was going to say is that with early season geese, normally it's, it's one of the things we try to avoid is birds coming from behind us. Right. Especially sitting in the A-frames, like, we don't want to have to... And we did have tri- one group that busted us from behind. They got right over the top of us yeah. being an A-frame. And, and, and that'll, that'll happen. It, but for sure. the way it worked out with them coming from behind us and them coming around and, like, all finishing like that, it was pretty impressive. Exactly. All right, so obviously today was a great hunt. We'll take that every single time, always. Um, we went out and scouted tonight, and, and I, we didn't see anything on our scout. What did you guys find? Well, we... Found what we're gonna hunt in the morning. Um, oh, good. We we looked at it last night, and the birds are literally in the 
exact same spot they were last night. So tonight. set it up for us. What are we looking at? It's a wheat field. Um, birds are coming, and it sets up perfect for tomorrow because the birds are coming from the northeast. So they're flying southwest with a west wind, so they're going to be coming right, right in. We won't have to turn them like we did today. Which field is this? This the is down on the S curve. Oh, S curve. This okay. is the obvious field that's not so obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you said that yeah. yesterday. Yep. All right. For, How many birds are in there? Reasons. Uh, 140, 150. Okay. So even yeah. more than what we had today. But even on top of those things, the thing that goes back to what we said earlier is consistency. Yeah. I mean, that's three days they've been in there, morning, night, morning, night. Mm-hmm. Let them get comfortable. Are they spread out or are they pretty congregated? They're right in one spot. Mm. Like a 100-yard by 50-yard That's area. a big deal. That's overlooked in the early season, by the way. That's very, very overlooked is mm-hmm. how far apart are those birds spread out in the size of the field that you're looking at, right? Yeah. And um, so, for instance, Trevor's, like the last two or three days, they've been pretty tight. Tonight, they were pretty spread out. I don't know the reason for it. And there was a lot more ducks in there tonight. Maybe that, that was the purpose. For, you know, but it, yeah. um, that's something that is really, really overlooked when it comes to, all right, maybe there's only 50 birds in the field, right? But are they spread out all the oh, way that'd across? That would be your family you know? groups for sure. Exactly, and that means exactly, that's yep. what they might do in the morning too. You could have your yep. decoy spread and it don't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep. That's something that I think is definitely overlooked, and I know you pay a real close attention to that every time you're scouting, obviously, and we try to obviously make sure yeah. that we're watching their behaviors. Yep, seeing you know the size of the groups are coming out in the morning. How many how many goes are we going to get at it? Right, right. How many how, groups are we going to have come out to us potentially? Is that is, is that fifty birds or hundred birds? Is that going to be ten groups? Is that going to be five groups? You know, how is it going to shake out? That sure. that all you know, plays a big role aspect in the hunt and how everything's going to go. Part of the reason we enjoy it, too. Yeah, absolutely. And how far the birds are coming. That's Tomorrow, what I was going to ask next. That that's was my the, next question. They're coming from about two miles. Really? And that's that's the biggest part that I look for. Spacing. Is just how far they're coming from. I don't like being too close. Is there a lot of options around that field for them if they want to do? There's a couple other cut weed fields, but a, a ways off. There's okay. nothing in between... Where so they're, they're comfortable. From. They don't really they're, have a lot of other options. They're coming low. from two miles. Like, it's we've it's, got wind. You know, eight yeah. miles probably. We'll take that. Yeah. You know, um, they're flying low. That's why no one else has seen them. Exactly. Right. It's an obvious spot. Yeah. You know, obviously probably off blacktop, but where they're landing in the field, no one can see them. So you don't. See the only them. reason we saw it in the initial time was just because one bunch, and that's all it takes. Yeah. Whether it's the first flock that the field. Well, the last one. Yep. But if you didn't see any of those bunches, you're not seeing those birds at all. Well, yeah, I wasn't even going to go that way last night. We were going to go, or two nights ago, we were going to go a different direction. I'm like, because I've been looking for these birds for a few weeks and I haven't found them. And that obviously frustrates me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, we got to, I know they're there. We got to go find them. And we turned that way. And sure enough, there's a bunch going out. And I mean, the gravel road we have to go down to get to, they didn't clear it by 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, so we'll see how the recipe goes, right? for success is there, and we'll see yeah. you know, if the weather cooperates. Because in North Dakota, it could change, every, you know, at any given moment. Uh, I think we threw about three dozen decoys this morning. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Is that what you want to do tomorrow? It'll be very similar. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good hide. Yeah, that was yeah. another question. Yeah. What like, does it look like? Is it they're tucked in between? We can't really tell if it's a slew bottom or if it's like a standing piece of wheat the farmer left out there. 
but they're tucked in between a rock pile and the standing piece of wheat. I like mm. rocks. I like rock piles. Yeah. So we'll be on the rock pile? Somewhere around there, yeah. Okay. We're, I mean, There's we're enough a, contour we're a, to break us up. Yeah. yeah. We're a half mile away looking at them, so you can't really pinpoint where we're exactly going to be sitting, but we know there's cover there, so we'll cool. be tucked in somewhere. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. We, uh, so we looked at Trevor's. I'm telling you guys that they were pretty spread out. We went back to um, northeast of where we were fishing this morning or this afternoon um, where we saw those birds two days ago, and those birds were gone. There was like 75 in that field. So potentially um, hunting. Remember the, the uh, runway field we hunted, the mm-hmm. lady mm-hmm. that didn't till it? So the field that's to the straight south of there, about a mile, there was like 60, 75 birds in there two days ago. They're gone. There's a bunch of options over that way, too. So you never well, know where they could tuck yeah, off to. They're, they're on that piece of ground somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. You know? But, you know, we just were just kind of going through right at dark. and I mean, yeah, It's almost getting to that good. time of year, too, where they start to really start to spread out too yeah. so you said on trevor's they were spread out they were yeah. pretty consistent or congregated in the southeast corner of that field two nights ago no they were all over the place really like and to the point where I didn't, like want, that. I didn't want to drive down that section line because the first group i felt like i was going to bump they're behind that hill and they yeah. were over that hill yeah. towards the water more and the only reason i could i could see like five or six heads and then I could see all the ducks were going down back there. Yeah. Like, there's more geese back oh, there. Yeah. And I could see 150 or so, but they were strung from the north end of the field all the way to about three quarters of the south end of the field. Really? Yeah. Wow. They made like a big line all the way out. Mm-hmm. Really? And then there north was, wind for that day. I mean, just as many, if not three times as many ducks mixed in with them. Well, on mm-hmm. top of that spot, they've been there for so many days. I'm sure they're starting to move Feed around and search for feed. Yeah. 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 So we're thinking that we're going to hunt that. We're, we're talking about, we talked about this last night. This Trevor's field, as we call it, is uh, pretty juiced. They've been in there for a while, and we're hoping that we can hunt that on Monday. But we've had consistent south winds, and it's really not conducive for a south wind hunt. Yeah, correct. So north wind. We're, we're kind of hoping north wind. Strong north wind. North wind. And, well, and yesterday in the forecast, it was calling for a north wind, but I think the most recent is now switched to a west wind. A little bit more out of the west, yeah. So would it we was, hunt that no. tree, uh, the tree edge there on the west side of that, that field? It's tough to say. I mean, say. it could change, obviously, but hypothetically, if the weather stays where they're calling for west wind and it is west on on Monday, it how would we hunt hap- it? might have to be one of those situations where we sit out in the middle. Yeah, I think so, too. I literally thought the same thing as much as I did. Not like to do, do that, that but, but sometimes we, you got to do it. Yeah. And we got a full day. Mm-hmm. You know how much the weather changes. Right. So we just have right. to pay attention to it. The stronger we, the stronger the wind that field, regardless of the direction, the better it's going to be. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Anything anything out of the west, north, it's fine. Yeah. Just not blowing out just, the roost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just it's, no east. That's the thing. That's going <laughs> to yeah, be Logan. the closest water. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the closest water that the birds are coming off of that we hunt all week. Yeah. Yeah. By far. Yeah, and it's it's kind of one of those spots where you're like, is it too close? Is it too close? But it, it's just no, it's proved itself. It's not. It's proved itself over the years. It's, that not, it's not. I was I was telling Joe earlier, two years ago. We've been closer before. <laughs> that time you got locked in the trailer, we set up too far to the south, and that was my screw up. And I was like, man, I really kicked myself that day because if we would have stayed another 150 yards to the north, those birds would have been coming around us and back up versus coming directly over top of us Mm -hmm. and that's where we screwed up bad on that yeah real bad i I say real bad we shot like 30 or 40 birds that day but good 
we really screwed ourselves it, over. You left a lot on the table. Oh, yes. Yeah. By yeah. far. Tremendously, yeah. And it was just because they were coming straight over top of us, and they didn't understand how to flip around like that, you know? And if they if we would have gave them a better angle to, to just come and swing right in, it would have been way better. Yeah. Or even cross-shoot them, you know? Yeah. Sure. Like a quartering shot. Yeah, that These birds like to be lazy this time of year, too, it, so mm-hmm. they just do what they want. Too dumb for their own good. That's right. <laughs> That's the truth. All right, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up tonight from today or for tomorrow or what we can see for tomorrow that we can talk about tomorrow night on Behind the Blind? Got anything else? If not, forever hold your peace. No, I think, tom- I think tomorrow's going to be good. We'll, you know, obviously tune back in. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night doing this again. Don't forget those Vortex Optics from, uh, from Vortex. Vortex Optics from Vortex. The Diamondbacks from Vortex Optics, 10 by 42 Comment on this video. Comment on all the videos and make sure you keep checking back so that if we draw your name that you know that you won and we can get you your pair of binoculars. In the meantime, we'll go ahead and wrap this up for tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the Heartland Waterfowl YouTube channel. We'll see you tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. We're going to get them tomorrow. We're getting them tomorrow.